Good evening, 4th District of Cebu. This is School on the Air, bringing to you matters on the social sciences, ranging from history, politics, philosophy, and religion. I'm your host, Marlui Vincent Capulreyes. Mayong gabi mga may gala. So instead of an interview, this time we're going to have a chat. No? Kanang imbes mag-hisgota ba in mga big issues, we're going to have a chat with our friend here, a regular guest. He is none other than Mr. Nidilito Horda Jr. So, Nidj, mayong gabi idea. Thank you for inviting me and I'm really excited for the chat. Kinetong uh, conversation niche, it's going to be about Lent, no? Uh, we're covering, though, specifically the Lenten experience from last year and this year. Okay. Lahi kayo ang Lent karong panahon na sa pandemia. So, mga, uh, mga f- a few points to make sa kinina conversation. Una is, ato i-compare ang ato experiences last year sa experiences nato karon na year okay. as far as presenting uh, as as far as celebrating Lent is concerned kay syempre uh, one year naman tas uh, kini na lockdown sa to or sa katong sa kining pandemia and one then year yeah one year taon dayon <laughs> wa patagihapon ka can normalize so to speak i mean and we can go over how we will go to the new normal in 2022 and so on because i don't know things are looking really different na jud especially when it comes to religious rituals so okay uh kani karon magisugot tabahin sa atong mga sa ni mga practices bitaw sa lent what is your favorite thing to do during lent um Basically, I don't know. Usually, my atong mga practices bit of lens. Uh, of course, it's the normal fasting and abstinence, but also an increase in pious work. So, kanabitang kan, kanabitang mga prayer, no? Um, my favorite practice during Lent, I think, would be abstinence. It's so. I don't know how to say it. More simple na bitaw paminaon nga kanang ayaw ka ng karni no pero laum ang iyahang kanang laum ang iyahang meaning no. If you get to look at what abstinence really is, it's not just about magfasta ka from meat, but basically look at the context sa unang panahon nga nagibuhat nila ni nga ano nga rule on fasting, our rule on abstinence. Uh, meat before was a commodity nga mahal kayo no ito sa luxurious food so abstaining from meat meant na murag ka nang dili sa kaani no luxury dili sa kaning mga kanang pleasure because we have to focus on a certain a certain a certain area of life that is higher than just this mere pleasure no the mere fact of not eating meat no giving up for me, huh? really the the really my most favorite yung food. I cannot live without meat. But uh, having to give up meat means that this is not all. This is life, no? Not everything about life is about what we want. Not everything about life is about getting whatever pleases us, no? The simple practice of not eating meat reminds reminds us of that deep life lesson. 
nga kanang bilitanan nga tung gusto sa kinabuhi matuman and then it's okay no uh, if it is for the if it is for the good of our fellow brothers and sisters who are in need then it's a good thing no even if we do not get all that we need all that we want yeah, in life as long as everybody gets what they need justice i think it i think i can we could we should be able to deal with that as a, as a reflection lang sa kung lens ah uh, kini atong uh, anyway, yeah. they, sorry did they make them Ah <laughs> uh, yeah, kani abstinence na go, going to at your point. I was really interested to hear that. So sa to pa kini abstinence no kay there was an actual more of a practical basis bitaw na uh we abstain from meat because it's a luxury. It's uh and then it's carried over here where in yeah, we can buy meat, but I mean, in reality it's still it's kind of mas mahal pa na kumpara sa isda. So in fact karon mga prices na gani sa karne kay they've already increased. So it's amazing that mahal no. Yeah, yeah. Mahal good At least here, I'm in. I'm in later right now. Mahal kaya. There is at sa Cebu, mahal sa. Uh, I mean, like, pero before ang isda mas mahal man. I don't know. Pero like that's that's the point. Like, everybody loves meat, so giving it up for lunch. <laughs> it means like giving up something. Okay. Significant. The thing is with um with meat, it's yeah for one people. In, in your case, you love it, and for most people, it's generally like it's it's readily available, man. So it's easier to cook. But uh, meat itself represents uh, what they call this. It basically represents comfort, luxury, because we're used to eating that. It it, it really speaks to how uh, even the, the early church fathers who probably practiced this. I think this was all. This is a long-established practice. Naman abstinence is dugay na na. It's not even Christian to begin diba, with. Before Vince came at Grabi man ganina, they do not not only eat meat, but they don't even eat eggs, milk, anything that comes from anything that comes from like uh, an animal meat. Yeah. They don't also eat that before. Yeah. Mm. Meaning to say that ultimately they're going to give up something that's actually re- readily available at the same time. At the same time, it is also um, for their life food. I mean, especially if you're a imagine if you're a farmer, for example, raising livestock. They can put them out carne. Yeah, I wonder. No, have you heard of? Have you heard of? Like, we're we're just chatting right now, right? Of course, so, that's the whole point uh, of this. Interject a certain topic. in Texas, you know what's happening right now in Texas, Uh, winter and all. There was one bishop there who said nga gidispense ni ang iyahang ang iyahang mga flock, no? the, the people in his diocese, from eating meat because it might be the only food that they have. So it's it's kind of also interesting, you know, how uh, uh, how our church, our leaders, also do not just blindly impose kanang kaning mga rules and us, but they also know the but they also take into consideration circumstances like this nga nga nagkalisod ang mga tao maybe it would be best nga maybe it would be best to set this aside for a while it reminds me of this certain bible verse kitao nga I desire mercy not sacrifice well what do you think of that verse being it might be a very useful verse for us this land I considering I have... that we 
Mm. Yeah, sorry. I have many yeah, thoughts considering about that. Yeah, considering that Philippe has Yeah, so let's, I want to hear what you think about okay. those thoughts. Yeah, oh, sorry. Okay, putol-putol kahit nag-internet mga megala, so medyo maputol-putol sa tas ng mga sinulti. Okay, uh, okay, first, I think, yeah, that verse can be, uh, it can be ex- made more extreme siguro. May ingon sila, okay, mercy, so uh, no sacrifice. But actually, sacrifice is both a reality and a duty, di ba? We, to get, to gain something, you have to offer something in exchange. I mean, if you've seen how life is, definitely, when you go get, go somewhere, an opportunity, you're sacrificing your comfort. You're sacrificing maybe your, uh, your, your, uh, more physical connection with your family. Uh, money, of course. Everything is sacrifice, honestly. But, of course, in Christianity, sacrifice is more than just giving up. It's also a form of surrender, a form of humility, if not a form of love itself. That being said, in the context of that verse, that was talking about uh, the act of sacrificing animals, the act of offering. Mercy. Mercy is not in the equation for some of them. You're offering something... In exchange for what? For whatever it is that you need. Maybe you want to surrender something to God. Yes, but what's the where's the mercy in it if after the sacrifice you go back to the same habits? Desiring mercy but not sacrifice. Sometimes I think that we often take mercy as making light of something and it's not really the case. One example I can think of, if If the if the church is suggesting, uh, okay, we will lift this ban, uh, we will not impose the obligation to attend Sunday Mass because of the pandemic, or we will not impose certain obligations, etc., etc., because of extreme circumstances, whether individually or communally, what they're doing is not taking it easy. Kay, makaingot sa ah, you're so lax, why disciplina? And and I go back to this phrase, I desire mercy, but not sacrifice. And sometimes, we often think of it as this, okay, do you choose mercy or sacrifice? But in reality, you can't. It's not, that's not the point. If God said, I desire mercy, not sacrifice, He's not telling you don't sacrifice, don't don't avoid discipline. He's saying, add mercy. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. My first priority in your sacrifice Is that my mercy It's be known? Mercy. Is your mercy? Mm-hmm. I, I think I think when we go apply this to Lent, I wanted I think yeah, we will go over you you mentioned this before about, for example, uh, beyond sacrificing eating meat, maybe we're talking about abs not uh not giving up. Abstinence but is not giving up. Yeah, that one. We'll go over it later. But first, like for example, uh The way that we uh, we communicate this idea of mercy sometimes is that we treat the mercy as making light of an offense or making light of a continued mode of behavior. When in reality, that's it's not mercy. First of all, that's laxness. If, if you're not disciplining people, you're not doing a good job at it. If, if you think that you, uh, the only way to make a child more disciplined, more proper, and to be able to feel consequences is to hit them with a stick, then I think that's that's not that, that's not creative. I'm sorry, it's not creative at all. But yeah, uh, when we apply it to Lent, for example, what about mercy? No? If we're if we're being if we're abstaining from meat, what about the mercy that we show to our body if we're sick? Or if we're if we're preventing our body from gaining nutrition, will God like that? Maybe Our sacrifice lack mercy. 
to ourselves or maybe let's just because we're Christians it's not about us naman sad no kana siya second dimensions I never thought of that oh yes yes you never, I never thought of that that way ba yeah Uh, second point is like uh, mercy for your loved ones. I mean, if you're the one in charge of your religious affairs, and you know you impose that rule, but I mean, yes, of course, it's good to follow tradition and all of that. But sometimes tradition isn't. Reg- I think there's this misunderstanding so that sometimes if you have a tradition, you really have to stick to it. But if you've seen the Gospels, Jesus never abandons tradition. In fact, he's emphasized it over. Must in a much more extreme way. Uh, if you lust over someone, you committed adultery. If you if you hate somebody, you are going to murder somebody. But he also says the same line: "I desire mercy, not sacrifice." Why are you imposing a yoke upon others? So maybe instead of viewing abstinence as a yoke, okay, I mean, let's let's be honest here. Who hasn't thought of abstinence and fasting as a yoke? Diba? Better than some kaayo. Yeah. Well, why not make it make it something more? No? So anyway, let's go to that uh, point that I brought up. Katong, uh, sa to, uh, not giving up this land. Sa to, si I think it relates to what you just said. Bitaw, nga, kanang, uh, some people, when they when they do all these lifestyle practices, when they fast or when they abstain, They, they they do it not um not really for the sake of not really for the sake of uh what is intended to be without uh, in order to to give uh what do you call this in order ma, ma, uh, to make to to make what to make themselves one with with those uh, food with the needy Some people just do this probably for the sake of for the sake of what, complying or what, for a the checklist sake of, for the sake of pride. Yeah, for the sake of one's pride, for the sake of one's spiritual pride, practicing all these things in order to feel ngamurag. Maybe doing this would make me more spiritually superior. I think that. I think that's one of the reasons why why some people out there they would insist on doing these practices, even impose it on other people. Because in reality, the probably they're just thinking about this as uh, spiritual points rewards, no, not not something that would make them reflect and commune with the brother, the sister. Uh, Do not give up this land. Don't give up anything this land. Except your ego. Diba? When I look at... When I, sorry. Putol-putol lagi ito. Sige. When I look at the Franciscans and the other orders, when they have their vows, they're not doing it for the... I mean, look, they, they're, they're even giving up money. Where's the where's the spiritual... Uh, Where's the gift in that? I mean, of course, yeah, you've got you've got ego and all of it, but there's nothing in it, no? They're doing it for something else. It's clear. The vows of these orders, they're not there for self-satisfaction. They're not really there for, for spiritual pride. They're not even there for money. Siguro, if we're looking at it uh, plainly. They're there for, well, a more 
how do I put this? A selfless reason. They're there to suffer with the poor. Jesus among the poor. Jesus as the poor. That's a mentality that we don't usually see in the world because in this world, we, and this is something that I've noticed even among our fellow believers, sometimes we, we place God so high that He can't be reached. But we also place God so familiarly that we just take Him as a Sunday checklist, as a Sunday hobby. Okay, I'm going to church by Jesus. That's that's Him being so close to us that we're not used to the, uh, we're not used to the you know to the reality of God Himself, the activity of God, God being among the poor, God being poor Himself. But as yeah, we're we're not challenged enough with our faith and i think the pandemic has brought that out the moment that coronavirus came and so many people felt this incredible like despair i'll call it that when when they felt that i think that was a signal very clear i mean you guys you're christians but you feel so invulnerable but how many times have the apostles felt vulnerable how many times have the early christians suffered from persecution and how many times have the martyrs well you know sacrificed Christianity. and to think no sometimes this demand for example remember 2020 where everyone was complaining that the churches were closed oh why are the grocery stores open and the bars and the churches okay and then i know i want to receive communion it is my right I understand, no, it's not very understandable to receive communion. But sometimes I don't know. Are, are is that coming from a place of love? That sometimes I ask that, and I know, I'm, I know, I'm very, I'm very mean with that question. But does it come from a place of love? Especially when you're asking that, and you're even complaining about wearing a mask, when even if it it would be very restricted, you would still go there, you would still receive communion, and then you complain about all of that. And honestly, that's where that's the that's yeah. the root. sa mga reklamo nila. It's not that you, you you're you're concerned about receiving Jesus. It's just that you don't like the change going on. You, and some of these sacrifices can be done easily, but they do not have the mercy to consider their brothers and sisters. No. Imagine, no? You're... Can, can you hear in the back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, never mind, just go, go on. Okay. Related to that, Pitao. Uh, uh, you get to question, Pitao, the intentions of these, uh, of these people. Is really, are they, are they religious, quote-unquote, because of true devotion for God, or maybe are they just religious because, um, uh, I don't know, it gives them a sense of authority, it gives them a sense of uh, superiority, and then uh, you just have to, know, because these things, the, the, this attitude of judging people who cannot go to church, or because, because of course, because of the COVID, no, or, or kind of it, complain nga, ang mga sinihan gani abling ano ang church is dili uh it's like it's like um I, I cannot judge their intentions pero to me it feels as though more of it as a superiority complex i don't know if you, i don't know if you get what i mean or more like uh or more like insisting on your presence insisting on 
uh, insisting on your presence on other people's lives, not considering, not considering their the choices that they make, you know, or why, what the reasons why they had to make those choices, or what are their what is their context karon sa ilang sa sa ilang life. Just just looking at church as some checklist, as you said, no. But in this case, delicia like uh, an, an obligation to check off the to do list, but something that you have to impose guilt on people. I don't know if I make sense. Basically, that's what I that's what I feel whenever they when whenever whenever I hear, uh, whenever I hear stuff like that. Uh, do you not consider? Do you not consider the every context that uh, every every uh, do you not consider kanang situations that people may find themselves in? Uh, I had uh, I had the discussion with someone. Over the net, no, nga ka lang, on on the same on the same topic. Na if the malls are open, why can't the churches be open? And I said, na you know, the malls have to be open because of the economy. will will die if hunger if we will not die of COVID. So malls have to be open so that work can resume. No, that includes even ang mga sinihan. No, so that so that work can resume. To keep the economy running, but the church, you know, we are certain, Amanda. We are certain of God. It's all about what your conscience would tell you. you know? it's all about it's all about what you feel or what choice you have to make, which is the best same situation. I, I remember a quote that I read, "Sakang Bishop Abed Puy." Was he the Bishop of Tagbilaran? I don't know. There's this Bishop. Uh, yeah, nakita na ko online ang iyang quote is do not judge people's choices we really do not know where they had to choose from I think it's really applicable here you do not get to choose or you do not get to judge people who choose not to go to church who choose not to do the traditional Lenten activity uh, by because God understands mando, diba? what every person faces Basically, mercy, not sacrifice. It means consider food, no? Consider the mercy of God in every situation. You remember back when we were still in Polsai, we were still classmates, na our, our teacher, si Father Roger Bacau, he said na ang tao ganit, if people understand each other because of experiences, it is all. So every time, every time, say a spontaneous prayer, and yet you choose to be human, no? you chose to be like this. Can you look, no? Can ka ka Talaum yun sa yahang gugma. Talaum sa yahang kaloe. It's mercy for us. He chose to be this. Makulog din nani ng lawas, paningot. Wag, wag koan. I don't know. It's something so profound for me. 
it's something also to reflect on this land. So there's there's this God who chose to be this, and whatever you have experienced, he also experienced, and you feel na you're always secure in this God who became a man. I remember listening to this homily by Pope Francis when he went to Baghdad when he visited uh, Iran. It was during this Chaldean rite at the cathedral or church of Saint Joseph there. Uh, it was really enlightening. It was probably my favorite part of the homily because it's like he is saying the love discourse that Saint Paul brought, but in his own words. It was really nice. Uh, he said first, Paul says that love is patient. We were not expecting this adjective. Love seems synonymous with goodness, generosity, and good works. Yet Paul says that charity is above all patient. The Bible speaks first and foremost of God's patience. Throughout history, men and women proved constantly unfaithful to the covenant with God, falling into the same old sins. Yet instead of growing weary and walking away, the Lord always remained faithful, forgave, and began anew. This patience to begin anew each time is the first quality of love because not is, love is not irritable but always starts over again. Love does not grow weary and despondent but always presses ahead. It does not get discouraged but stays creative. Faced with evil, it does not give up or surrender. Those who love do not close in on themselves when things go wrong but respond to evil with good. Mindful of the triumphant wisdom of the cross, God's witnesses are like that, not passive or fatalistic, at the mercy of happenings, feelings, or immediate events. Instead, they are constantly hopeful because, grounded in the love that bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Yeah, that was, that was a strong way of communicating that idea, no? God is patient. And he spent 33 years as a human being. I think that's that's the level of patience a being of his magnitude could have. We cannot fathom that yet. No? He spent 33 years living among us humans. And the best part about it is that while God knows everything and definitely he has all the wisdom in the universe, he's the unchanging and on you know he's he's there he's always he's the constancy of everything but through experience it is us who grows i mean like i say it this way like when you experience something you grow but the in the case of god it's us every time he experiences things every time he he goes through that human connection it is us who's transformed because god is always the same now and forever but we aren't so it is us who grows with him it's like his humanity is uh is uh what do you call this it is like it is our humanity it's like every time jesus develops it's like we ourselves are developing in that same instance it is as though that jesus that when jesus grows it is us who's growing because god is ever the same we're the, we're the plants, so to speak, being grown. Because God never changes. And even if Jesus went through so many things, it's not him learning new things. It's us being renewed. Diba? That's how I see it. And that's the product of God's patience. God's patience paid off with that. It, it, it really is. 
That's and I think it goes beyond even the sacrifice and the ministry. Imagine God created the whole universe and always knew we would mess up. So he allowed us to mess up, as terrible as that would be. In fact, we have seen the consequences of humanity's failure. But then, and here comes Jesus coming to fix that. But it, it's more than that, really. It's it's that God allowed uh, allowed our humanity, our free will to grow and flourish so that we would reach the point of being Him. Because I think, and this is going, uh, this is a stretch beyond our usual teachings. I'm not sure, not really a stretch of our usual teachings, but more under the lines of, uh, this is uh, a realization, but born from the fathers of our church and the doctrines, and also from reading scripture, that we cannot be like God until we mess up and be better than that mess up. It's like, it's like what the Pope said before, but that you cannot have strong faith without experiencing doubt. It basically, doubt is what makes your faith stronger. It is not that bad events are a product of God. It is definitely ours. It's more of that it is God's patience that allows evil to be defeated with good. And it allows our good to surface. It is the wisdom of the cross, God's patience. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Vince. Kind of itong, uh, I want to share, I wanna share something I read from C.S. Lewis. Uh, C.S. Lewis has this interesting way of... C.S. Lewis has this interesting way of, of explaining the incarnation. No, uh, this is not verbatim because uh, it's like I, I read this book on mere Christianity a long time ago, but he explained it this way na Humanity is a glass of water. Uh, but then, Christ coming into the world and becoming human was like this drop of ink that fell into that water. And little by little, disperses itself until the color of the water has changed and the water was never the same anymore. This what happened during the incarnation. From that point on, Humanity now had a goal. Humanity now had a destination, and that is divinity. No? And that is God. It was, uh, it's something also to reflect this lens. Okay? Sometimes we are so caught up with our humanity. That we're going somewhere. No? We're so caught up with all these things that make us human, we forget already that we are meant to be divine. No, we're meant to be we're meant to be like God. We are meant to be one with Him. Uh, Lent is a time to reflect on these things. It's a it's a wisdom bitaw kanang the the church has the church has set aside a certain period of the year for these things. Okay, I don't think that I don't think that uh, uh, people would pay much attention or or give some time to think about these things for the rest of the year. At least at length, uh, people are obligated to do so. But basically, yeah, no. Uh, 
we are we should not forget that though we are humans we're going somewhere uh, and uh, we 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 have to think about that in every choice we make we have to think about that in every in every decision course of action we're going to take that there's somewhere there's a place Yes, so you know, um, in reflecting on this now and all of this talk, I think there is one thing that we should realize from this pandemic. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're supposed to talk about our habits, but salent, no, what you usually do. Yeah, you love abstinence, and, and I want to reflect also on what I like to do in life, which is on well, I've already said the word reflection. Every time I, I like Lent brings a different mood in me. I just like to reflect, and uh, sometimes I just want to pick up the Bible, look for. Like the wisdom books are a good source, but the gospels too. There's there's so much to think about. Not just for the for the narrative of Jesus uh experiencing, you know, the passion and then we realize everything's connected ever since his birth and all of that, but also reflecting on the current state of things. And I wanna cap off this uh chat of ours with this uh idea. We have never been patient, no? We've never been patient with everything happening uh, every oldie would say for example that the world is going by too fast and I can't help but agree with them and it's true I'm not talking about values I'm not even talking about convenience I'm talking about how fast we can just rationalize ignoring a human life we can rationalize abortion in such a way that we can't even talk about for example you know the life of the unborn yes of course we cannot blame the women for that choice all the time all the time you know being being uh, you know specific and contextual with it but that being said it's no it extends beyond just our basic life issues of abortion death penalty patience in throwing away we 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 have a throwaway culture and it reveals that we're not patient with our with each other we think there are weak people because we seem strong we can just throw them away but we've never actually grasped the idea that we're all weak we're all failures in our own rights. We're sinners. We're doomed. We're supposed to die. We shouldn't be here in the first place. But but somehow, we, in the middle of all of this, in all of our progress, we became so arrogant, they'd be so delusional, that our technology would save us, that our advancement would save us, rather than use that advancement to promote the common good. That it's not salvation we're after, if anything, it's it's comfort, it's convenience, and it's and it's a reflection of our lack of patience. No, if we've been patient with our brothers and sisters, we could have talked about things. If we've been patient with our dealings in government and politics, we wouldn't have to be so drastic with our decisions. And maybe if we've been patient with our faith if we've considered you know what is the reason why i'm bothered by these yokes maybe i'm the one who's been yoking myself in the first place i don't know if yoking is a word maybe i'm the one who's being burdened by this in the first place and maybe i should look at it from another way maybe i'm not being boxed by church maybe i'm boxing myself maybe the church is telling me something that i should have listened to i should have been patient in my love for god that's why sometimes I think that if we're saying we are spiritual but not religious, we ignore that religion is not a box. Religion is our patience, constantly affirmed. Love is patient. Love is kind. Because if we're not patient, how can we be kind? 
I think about that a lot. Like, patience and kindness came together. Maybe one day, we will get there to that point where we can be more patient. I think due to our progress, people started to see each other as... Uh, people started to see each other for what they can do. So what They started to see each other for their contribution, not for their presence. So that's why we got this throwaway culture where people that cannot contribute anymore are just thrown away. But that's like, you are what you give, or you, know, you are what you contribute. But then, this is not the case now. This is not gospel teaching. Gospel teaching urges us to value people for their presence. That's why we have to be patient with people. That's why we have to be kind with people. Because it's not about what they can give. It's about their presence. Uh, I really hope that one day we get to, we all get to surpass this mindset, this perspective, and start to see each other for for their presence, for their being present, for their being gift to us. I guess uh, it's also something to reflect on this land. Now, how do I see the people around? Do they, how do I see my my family? How do I see my friends? Do I only see them just because they give me what I want? No, or do I, do I, do I value them because of who they are? Uh, this is just to add to your, to your point. I guess it's also what I would want, the final reflection of her this evening. Yeah. So maybe this length, no, it's different from before. If I were to compare it, uh, just to mention what I've mentioned before. Uh, before we were so anxious, but now we're used to this difficulty, this anxiety. I guess it's also time for us to be more patient. Said no, maybe that's the that's the lesson for twenty twenty one to, for love to be more patient this time around. Instead of just throwing away anything and everyone, no, we should, yeah, we should love one, one another patiently. So that that could be a good uh, uh, stopping point for both this discussion and maybe for our reflections in Lent. So this Holy Week, we're not just abstaining from our egos and from our, uh, from our you know our our usual abstinence, our desires and pleasures. We're maybe abstaining from that tendency to desire control and to to desire people to give us what we need maybe consider that for once in your life it's not about you it's not also about what's expected of them they don't have to explain anything to you they exist because they do that's it to be patient is to be kind no so uh thank you for your time nidge and i hope that uh you know this lent is also productive for both of us yeah so this has been Marlowe Vincent Reyes signing out. Keep learning, find the fun along the way. You've just heard another edition of The School on the Air over 91.7 News and Music FM. Thank you and enjoy your Sunday.